say what you mean. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I am your host, Jeff. And I'm your other host, Jake, who no longer does the intro because last week was bad. No, last week was so good. <laughs> I loved it. It was my favorite. Um, so we, our show premiered on our radio show. Yes, I hope all of you were able to listen. Uh, probably was pretty early, but on the you can find it. You can still find it on the X-Ray app if you want to listen yeah. to it. And I think we're going to release it on our podcast feed as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was waiting a little while so people could listen to the X-Ray app. Um, but, I mean, if you're not into downloading an entire app, it'll be on our podcast feed soon. So you yep. can check it out there. Um, Yeah, I listened live that morning mm-hmm. um as did i it was i was nerding out a little bit yeah kind of hearing <laughs> i know you love the intro to that show and that i love it too so hearing that was just like whoa okay mm-hmm. yeah it was it was cool to um hear yourself on the radio like yeah we were, we were driving around kylie and i got up and it's only the only uh um the only radio that we have is in her jeep oh okay. well, like in or in my truck but, right um so we just we just uh drove around mm-hmm. and listened to it mm-hmm. and it was hard, like, it was hard to find where ninety nine point nine came in really well, right? Like, that's what you're Vancouver. saying, Vancouver. So once we got into like the downtown area, mm. it came in really, really mm-hmm. well. So if any of you were list- trying to listen and you're having some difficulties, try one oh one oh seven point one or ninety one point one. Right, ninety nine point nine isn't working right pretty well because yeah. those are the Portland feeds, and it might be a little bit stronger mm-hmm. since ninety nine point nine is Vancouver only. Right. So yeah, I thought it went well. I'm proud of it. Um, I think next episode, you and I have discussed a little bit about what we want to talk about. I don't mm-hmm. know if we want to say it, but we, we want to look at voting. Yeah, voting voting structures, uh, the I, how in the United States voting works, right. and why that creates kind of the situations that we have. Like right. Why is there... For sure. Like our vote... Well, the reason why we have... We don't have a strict two-party system that says we can only have two parties, but why do we only have perpetually two parties right. controlling government? Right, and it's because of our voting. Right, because of our voting system. Right. So we'll look. We'll look at that, and then look at. I think. Um, I think with immigration, we looked at inclusion and exclusion, mm-hmm. and I think looking at how voters. I think that's something that I'd like to take probably take a look at each week, Definitely. and each like with each institution or each yeah. process that we look at. Yeah, seeing how it affects different cultures each month each month yeah yeah sorry we're doing we're do, it's a, once a month <laughs> yeah we do and, this uh, every week yeah <laughs> that'll um, be a lot to do yeah i think that'll be super interesting i'm excited for that one not that i wasn't excited for the immigration one i just felt like there was a little more pressure because it was our first one for and sure. we had to get approved and now after it released and listening back it feels like say what you mean mm-hmm. obviously except for we're not cursing and yeah <laughs> <laughs> and talking about large people crushing us mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> All of the random shenanigans yeah. we're into. Um, so, speaking of random shenanigans, I have some things planned for us um, because next Monday is your birthday. I know, 28. Yes. So, before we get to that birthday stuff, I wanted to, I was, lo- I don't know how this popped up on, on Instagram. Maybe, maybe I follow this page? I don't know. So, I was going to ask you about it. But it's from PDX Football. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, what is that? So it's a picture of you mm-hmm. and who your team, that's, I assume. That's the other team. I so I have I play on two teams. Okay. The Gang Green is the team that Matt Reeves plays okay. with. That okay. It's my team. I play quarterback. Right. For. This is a team of guys that I met. I've met through the, when we first started. Mm-hmm. They were super nice, and mm-hmm. I just kind of I've played with them ever since. Okay. And I play with them when my team doesn't play, or I play 
in on both teams that right. the team is playing. So wow. We won uh, the C Division Championship. Oh wow! Uh, over the weekend. Okay. So you didn't even bring that up. You're too humble, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? If, if Wait, Gang, if Gang is that Green champions? Gang Green's playing in the championship for B Division. Yeah. This Sunday. So if we win that, yeah. You will, you will hear you will I'll hear, hear a brag. It. Okay. Yeah. I mean, B's higher than C, but still. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool, dude. Yeah, it was pretty that's neat. Awesome. It was it was great. We came we came back we came we were down in the second half in both games mm-hmm. and were able to come back and win. Okay. So it was, it was pretty big. That's awesome. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. That's a great it's a great group of guys. Yeah. I saw that and I was like, "Oh, whoa. Okay, I guess Jake's just winning championships out here." Um yeah, this that team I don't play quarterback for. I just play receiver, which is really oh, nice okay, okay. because it takes so much of the pressure off of me. I can just go out and right. catch passes, just ball out. Um, so one more thing that I wanted to talk about is um, two more things, um, movie themed. Uh, so tomorrow, Fantastic Beasts come out. Oh my gosh! So I we after this we need to make plans because we got to see it. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, so I have to, I have tomorrow off. So do you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so we'll make it happen. Okay. Um, Jen gets off at one, so we'll figure it out. Okay. Um, but also tomorrow is let's go Pikachu. That comes out tomorrow. tomorrow. They didn't. They just release a trailer for it, or is the trailer no, been out for a while? No, not the movie. Oh, the game. The, I was thinking. Yeah, sorry. Pikachu. I did. I did say we were talking about movies, but yes, the game comes out tomorrow. I know. I don't have a switch yet. I know. And I'm going to pick it up tomorrow. I know. <laughs> uh, let me know how it is. I will. Duh. It's going to be amazing. I was oh. already looking it up online at work, and all the websites were blocked. And I'm like, I'm going to get flagged for looking <laughs> at this. Let's go Pikachu. Yeah. It's, oh, my gosh. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about it. Yeah. I want to watch gameplay of it. I want to get it. Yeah. So. I've been playing uh, Pokemon Go extra hard because I, well, I'm interested in seeing how transferring the Pokemon back and forth you works. You see, I'm... I'm this might be super boring to whoever who's listening. But yeah, who cares? The, <laughs> I want to be able to catch them all in the game. You said that, I know, but so we I have already talked about this. But that's where we have talked about this. Yes, and I had a good point about nostalgia and memory. And you're, mm-hmm. if you catch something somewhere, you're like, oh, I remember. That's right. I, knew, I caught this. I remember Pokemon this conversation there. Yeah. Um, which I brought. I brought up to you later off the podcast after we did one where we talked about your collections Mm -hmm. when we met to go to the raids and I had realized that you know I had asked you is there anything that you collect today and you you had said no not really you still have your collections but then I had thought about it you are a little obsessive about collecting the Pokemon oh yeah I know I'm I'm it's I can't believe I didn't think about that at the time, <laughs> but I think that's the reason why I was drawn to Pokemon so much as a young kid. Right, was just trying to get them. Was just literally trying to get them all. Right, and 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 I have never been able to get them all, mm-hmm. and I can't even in Pokemon Go. Like I'm still like three or four short of right. the original 151 Pokedex. Yes, and I and it's killing me, man. <laughs> it's killing me. Well, when we went and did the raid, we were talking about how there's different levels of Pokemon that you can you can capture, and you were like, I don't honestly, I don't, I don't care about what they're ranked all i care about is just catching ones that i don't have mm-hmm. and i was like yep that's your new collection <laughs> pretty much so i thought that was funny what do you um, think about detective pikachu though that's what i was going to bring okay. up okay so you were just like you did not seem too thrilled about it it's it looks just ugh. nermy was like it it looks fun and i was like it does look fun I think it totally looks fun it's going to be corny and it's going to be cheesy but if you're going to go into a pokemon movie expecting 
I don't, what are you expecting? I don't know. Not that. You expect Jake Jokum, Pokemon catcher, I, trainer. I, I don't. I guess I don't <laughs> expect a Pokemon movie. Yeah. Like other than like in the anime. I, did, I didn't even know they were making this. I felt like it just came out of nowhere. I heard about it on What Culture, which is a YouTube. Oh, channel did you? That I watched. Okay. Um, and I so I I had, I'd heard about it and then forgot about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So it. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Ryan Reynolds is voicing the Pikachu. Yeah. Which, good for the producers to be able to land Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Um, I mean, he does that stupid candy commercial, mm -hmm. that Candy Crush game or whatever. Yeah, I guess Ryan Reynolds (laughs) is just uh, a much better version of Nicolas Cage. Oh, okay. Just taking everything. There you go. Well, I mean, he's taking... Deadpool was amazing. Yeah. Um, Well, I was talking to my cousin about this last night at at dinner with my grandpa. Yeah. Uh, We had a family dinner, and uh, she said that... She, Ryan Reynolds, when asked about like why did you take this, he said because I don't want to be known as a Deadpool only as a Deadpool guy. Oh, so maybe that's he, cool. he's can maybe overcorrecting and taking some right. of these like oddball right. roles. But cool if he's having fun. It sounds like he's having fun with it. Yeah, he kind of has fun with everything he does. Yes. So, yeah. dude, that Mr. Mime scene is so good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's probably. It's probably going to be good. I will go see it. Yeah, it'll be good if you if you like Pokemon because I guarantee you there's going to be enough like Easter eggs and references. Yes. Yeah, that poke that Pokemon people Players, who love Pokemon yeah. are going to get it and like it because of its nostalgia, right? Or its references and mm-hmm. just fact that it's Pokemon, right? But I think as a movie, it's probably going to be hot garbage. Oh, I don't <laughs> know. A hot go- okay, it probably will be, but it it won't be great. But I mean, yeah, even just watching like little Bulbasaurs walk around, I was like, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Jigglypuff. I think if, but like Pokemon Go hit its its peak, right? Like within the first six months of Mm -hmm. that game release, I think they this movie missed that fervor Mm -hmm. by a good year and a half. Right. This should have been out a year ago, right? Minimum, right? Because Pokemon Go is other than the hardcore players, Mm -hmm. which is still really big. As you see, they just come out of the woodwork down at the fort, right? Is just is still just. I mean, it's not that. Yeah, I was. I don't remember who I was talking. Oh, my friend Jesse. We went to the Blazer game on Sunday, mm. and I was telling him that I'm all about Pokemon Go, and he was like, "People still play that?" I was like, "Yeah, me and Jake play it." <laughs> there. Uh, sorry to keep nerding out on no, video games. I don't care. There's a uh, there's a live. There's going to be a ro- an RPG Harry Potter game. I've heard that's that. going to be coming. I've out. heard that. Yeah. There's no gameplay, nothing available, but it has apparently from different. Uh-huh. Um, like IGN or whatever mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. like confirmed that it's going to be made. Okay, kind of like Pokemon. I heard. No, no, no. You're no? you're thinking that's the uh, p- the Pokemon game. Uh huh. Like for like Pokemon Go. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, okay. that's already out. Oh, okay. And I heard it. That's bad. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was. Yeah, Megan I said that. That's terrible. It. Yeah. She's like the only person I know who played it, and she said yeah. it wasn't very good. No, they're coming like a console game. Oh, like a, a role-playing console game where you oh. like you go to Hogwarts as a student, and it's like your, it's like your own story. Like you're, yeah, you're like it's within the Harry. It's gonna be ca- like canon uh-huh. almost. Hmm. So you're in the universe, right? But you're your own player. You're yeah, your own wizard or witch. Have you ever played any like Harry Potter video games? No. Like okay, so they have like the Legos, <laughs> yeah. and they have like the other Harry Potter games. But there's one that they played on GameCube. It was the Quidditch game. Oh. And it was like a sports game mm-hmm. by EA, and it was Quidditch. It was so much fun. I that, bet. It was one so of my did favorites. You, did you play as like the international teams? Or? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's well, I think you could play house teams as well, but then you could go on the international level, and you're playing competitively, and it was super fun, and you would have like ultimate moves where you would 
you build those up and then mm-hmm. use them and then you would just attack the goals. Oh, uh, it was fun. That's cool. I have it on GameCube. I just don't have my Wii U or my Wii plays mm-hmm. GameCubes, but that's put up in storage. But I still gotcha. have that game. I'll, right. I'll have to show you sometime. Yeah, it's that'd be fun. fun. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's some interesting stuff coming down. Um, but tomorrow, let's go Pikachu. So I'll have to take a break from that to go see that movie with you guys. We'll figure that out though. I'm so excited to see a young young Dumbledore. Oh, Jude dude. Law. I just I know Jude Law is going to do a really good. Yeah. Job. Oh yeah. I don't know. I mean, even from the trailer, we've talked about this on our Harry Potter episode. Like, I just, I feel like, oh, okay, is Dumbledore just having other people do his work for him again? What is happening? Because it seems like he's like, Newt, I need you to do this. Newt, I need you to do that. I mean, we'll see. But uh, well, he's always the puppeteer. I know. I know. It's part of his genius. I, I guess we'll see. I'm just excited for the history. It's all wow. pre Harry Potter. And well, you I want to see. That I want to. I want to. I. I don't know if we'll see it uh-huh. in this up in this this uh installment mm-hmm. but the obviously the duel between Grindelwald and Dumbledore oh. it's gonna be so even good. just a dude honestly not even a duel even if there's like maybe like a heated exchange between them mm-hmm. you know referencing things about the history that we know yeah that'll win me over what if we see a young James and Lily Potter oh no I can't oh. handle that no no dude serious black oh i couldn't i would i would just i would melt in yeah and the, uh, the uh movie theater yeah that would be amazing <laughs> nerds nerds 100 percent nerds speaking of nerds i think that is a perfect transition into your birthday yes yes so i have um, some things planned for your birthday I keep um being reminded yeah it's not dude i'm 32 calm down yeah but you've accomplished a lot for 32 Barely. I've only accomplished it within like the last <laughs> year. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think this is uh, a good time to get this. I've prepared a few things. Um, I have some gifts for you, and I want you to open them on air, put some pressure on you, so you better react like you like them. Um, <laughs> so let's get this thing started. What is... Jake Jokum, otherwise known as J Train or Jokum Justice. Jokum Justice. Not only celebrates a birthday next week, but celebrates another year of knowledge, wisdom, and freakishly good looks. Freakish, freakishly. Now that's an overstatement. Although there have been many times throughout the years, no jet season, no trailblazer oh season, and like sure as hell. No job interview can stop this man. (laughs) That one almost stopped me. From football star to radio and podcast host to history genius and golden retriever father. Somewhere Matt Reeves just died. Today on Say What You Mean, we celebrate the man, the myth, the legend, Jake Jokum. (laughs) 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 We're the... Where the possible and the impossible meet. That's right. Form the possible. Possible. Jake Jokum. Well, happy early birthday. Well, thank you, dude. I that hope was, you like that. That was fun. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, no, I especially like no job interview can keep him down. Nothing can stop <laughs> him. Um, so I have two gifts here for you. Okay. Um, open the little one first. Little one first. Yes. Okay. Oh boy. 
I didn't wrap them. I had Jen wrap them. Well, I can, <laughs> I can tell this I'm, is I'm definitely not. not definitely rapper. not. Yeah, neither am I. You should see the ones I wrap. Oh yeah, Jake. What is it? What is it? Got ourselves a box. A box. What's in the box? <laughs> Have you seen seven? What? Have you seen seven? Seven. Yeah. What's seven? You're a monster. <laughs> they make a reference on how I met your mother about it. Seven. What's in the box? Yeah. Brad Pitt. Oh, yes. Okay, I didn't know that's like at the movie where like But have you seen like the just, movie? Just, I've only seen the reference. Oh, just open the gift. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst. What was in the box? I I'm not telling you. You need to watch the movie. What's in this box? Ooh. Open it. And, p- and they pulled it up to their mic. Oh. Dude, I love that so much. <laughs> Open it. Did you see it? Yeah, it's Harry Potter. Yeah. Here. Uh, I'll play it in here. I don't know how to play. Oh, that's how you do it. Dude, that is so cool. Where'd you find that? Online. Gosh, you can find anything online. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I go around whistling this song all the time. I think I've said this before, but the only oh, good, yeah. the only good thing about <laughs> the movies was the the theme songs. The score was awesome. Yes. Yeah. It it so encapsulates the movie. Me and my sister talk about that all the time. That is so cool, dude. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. It's Thank just you a so much. Shrink it. I got you no. a music box. I bought another man a music box. <laughs> dude, I love th- I love this so much. Cool, man. Thank I'm you. glad you like it. Yeah. I was like, oh, I saw it. I was like, I got to get that for Jake. Is it like on Etsy or? Uh, I bought it on Amazon, but the, an okay. ad for it popped up on Instagram, I think. So I was like, oh, that looks awesome. So I got it for you. I was looking at, because when I was a kid, I loved, so my parents had this like big like Dickens Christmas village mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I'd always set up. And I loved, that was like my favorite part of Christmas. Right. And I haven't been able to set it up for years because they, they don't have like the room mm-hmm. for it in their living room anymore. Mm-hmm. And I don't definitely don't have the room for it in my apartment. Right. But they, ha- I saw that they, someone made a like, Harry Potter, like, um, Hogsmeade mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. like with the castle in the background, like Ooh. village kind of thing. I was thinking about like that would be super cool. That's what I was gonna ask you. Do you feel like Harry Potter is like Christmas movies? I kind of feel like if you're gonna watch them, it's kind of right like Christmassy or a fall Christmassy. Yeah. Maybe it's because it's school year and that's when yeah, they're doing mm-hmm. it. I don't know, but it totally feels like that. <laughs> Dude, I can just play this all day. I love that theme song so yeah, much. Yeah, it's super cool. All right, check out that big one. Okay, I'm pretty hyped on this one. <laughs> Dude, you know me way too well. <laughs> is that awesome? This is the literally the greatest present I've ever received. I don't know, like I don't know if our listeners know how much I love Harry S. Truman, but Jeff just got me a Harry S. Truman. Was this a bobblehead? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, this is like my Dwight Schrute moment right yeah. here. Like I get super excited about a bobblehead, like of like where he gets he gets the bobblehead of himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is that moment yeah, for me. That's you right there, Harry Truman. Oh. <laughs> Jen was like, "What's he gonna do with a bobblehead?" I'm like, "I don't know. Put it on his bookshelf. Put it on his desk." The State Department. I mean, honestly, we don't have 
<laughs> we don't. We, I'm go, just nerding go, out here. Let it go. We don't have the international system that we know today. Right. Like 70 years of world peace is doesn't happen if the foresight and the ideology of this man isn't in the Oval Office in 1948. I'm just saying. Right. I'm just saying this guy was one of the best, most underrated presidents of 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 all time, <laughs> and he deserves so much credit. And now I have a bobblehead of him. There you and go. And it's gonna go in my ma- in my room, and it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. It's got all kinds of like facts and info. This whole like there's like a book on the side of it about information about him. So I thought you'd like that. No, I do. I love it. <laughs> I started second guessing myself when I was when Jen was rapping, and I was like, "Wait, is it Truman? It's Truman. I know it's Truman." <laughs> but she was just laughing. I was like, "Oh my god! What if it's the wrong president? I'll kill myself." <laughs> I'm actually more of a William J. Harding fan. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> actually. Well, happy birthday, dude. Thank you I'm so much. I'm glad you like them. Oh, I love them. Um, and that's all I have for that and nonsense that I usually bring. <sighs> we can switch gears into politics now. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just going to keep looking at my Harry Truman bobblehead. Let's open it up, let's, actually. Let's do it. If you're cool with that. Uh-huh. If you're not trying to keep it pristine. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to start collecting President Bobbleheads now. So. <laughs> I've started something. <laughs> I've started another collection. Oh, dun dun dun! That's pretty fancy. It's all in it like foam cased. Be careful! Don't drop his head. I don't know. I'm being very careful. I have to cut this tape with my knife. My knife. Hope gotta be careful with his glasses. Oh, are they pretty s- tiny? Oh, and I, just, I was trying to get him out of here, but <laughs> I don't want to, like, I don't know if his glasses detach from his face. Uh, Once we have our own podcast studio, we'll uh, have things like that up. We'll have to get, a like, a portrait of Truman. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're being so delicate. I'm trying to. He's got a neck brace? Did he break his neck? Pretty much, right? <laughs> Here, let me take a picture of that. Post it. That's dope. <laughs> take that neck brace off. He looks silly. <laughs> we'll do another one. President Truman took a fall. Yeah, apparently. There you go. Oh, yeah. Bobble it, sir. Bobble it. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> Well, there it is. I'm going to just have old Harry sitting right here next to my laptop for one. Yes. Yes. we talk about one president who's destroying the international system (laughs) that my favorite president helped create. There you go. Here, just toss it in here. I'll get it later. Um, Yeah, like like I said, one day when we have, when we dream up the podcast studio that we'll have, we'll have Truman all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what do you have for uh, news? And uh, current events you want to talk about? Well, you I mean you've heard that the rain in France has just been awful. Yeah, what's been going on? Just um, it, the rain just coming down so hard. And yeah, you can't the American president? He can't go out. Yeah, and it's pretty savage. Like I don't know. I mean, us being up here in the Northwest, it's it's a wonder that you've made it twenty eight years with uh, the rain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. What is that? Just lame. I mean, I, I read that he didn't want to take a motorcade because he was so concerned about traffic in France. And safety. 
Yeah, he's definitely you know he's he's um, what's what's the term? He's an infrastructure guy, so to to mess with that and cause any sort of traffic, mm-hmm. that's going to be you know his highest concern. Oh yeah, <sighs> I mean he, I mean it doesn't all of the different um, public speeches that he gives yeah. when he goes on to his, his big rallies, mm-hmm. he, they, when every time he he needs to to um, to fill up some of some energy, he just right. when he goes out to whatever he leaves the White House and goes out to Boise, Idaho to mm-hmm. give some speech to his his. Uh, his base. Mm-hmm. No, no worries about the safety there, but right. Well, you've seen, <laughs> so stupid. you've seen this all prefaced like within the last month. Like there was a video with him walking with Melania, and he's holding the umbrella, mm-hmm. and she's out walking in the rain. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure he might be like a wicked witch who just melts in the <laughs> rain. <laughs> did you see when he? W- so did you see where he tried to bring the he couldn't figure out how to get the umbrella closed no going into air force one oh, no. okay so we have to you have to fi- i'll find this video okay. for you yeah he's walking up the steps going into air force one mm-hmm. right and he's dragging the umbrella behind him right open open uh-huh and he's trying to close it at the top of air force one and he's by himself melania's already entered yeah the, uh, and already entered the cabin and he can't figure out how to get the dang thing closed yeah so he tries to drag it through the through the open, no the, through the cockpit through the opening no can't get it through and then just leaves it <laughs> just drops it and leaves it that's amazing <laughs> that is amazing that's my favorite I have to see that. That's so good. You need to see that video. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, I mean, he's not going to, what was it, a memorial service or just a... He didn't go to, um, so all of the the world leaders were in Paris to celebrate the 100-year anniversary of the armistice that ended World War I. There was something like 60 world leaders Mm -hmm. that went to this, and and Trump was, was there, right? and he was present in Paris. Um, physically, he was physically there. well. So <laughs> there was a planned. Um, there was a planned. Um, I don't know. Like there was a planned. Uh, you know, ceremony. Ceremony. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Gosh, I can't think of that. No worries. I think of the world <laughs> ceremony. Um, at the U.S. Uh, cemetery mm-hmm. for soldiers that were killed in France oh, during okay. World War One, and Trump uh, neglected to go. That's when he said it was too. It was oh. too wet and foggy. So then he tried. I didn't to realize it was for U.S. soldiers. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So he didn't. He didn't go to that, even though it was attended by um, Macron and Merkel and um, other European leaders. Right. Um, and then there was a march through Paris mm-hmm. where all of the world leaders and their spouses and other figureheads mm-hmm. walked. through walked through the um the the arc de triomphe which yes. was the the arc in paris right. that signified the ending of war, mm-hmm. like world war one anyway um so he didn't attend that either yeah and his his he said it was safety reasons because marine one which is the president's helicopter mm-hmm. can't fly in fog and rain oh well that's good for the president to have um transportation that can't fly in fog or rain it's a it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> i i i work with a um with a guy who was in the 101st airborne he was he was a helicopter pilot mm-hmm. he flew a cobra helicopter mm-hmm. and so he because the 101st airborne doesn't jump out of planes anymore they're right. they're hel- they're helicopter bound okay so he flies uh the support attack helicopters mm-hmm. 
he th- that's what he flew when he was in the military. Right. So, um, he he said that <laughs> Marine One has all the up to date technology oh, to be I able to fly in fog and rain. Yeah. He's like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that he's like, that's just not a thing. So, what do you think it is? He just didn't want to go. Yeah. I mean, what was he doing? Did we know what he was doing instead? And he was in his hotel room. Oh, well, I mean. He showed up, and he also showed up late to, like, the big ceremony. Right. Yeah. Is this, I found a clip online. Sorry for the visuals this week, guys. But it, was this from that ceremony? Yes. This is hilarious. Yeah, the dude falling asleep, and then Trump looking looking dude, across Dude, it hands over him. to Trump. Mm-hmm. It's the funniest <laughs> thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. I was dying. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I mean, he just—I mean, it—it just—it's concerned. Old, he's, old, he's not a globalist. Yeah, that's right. He doesn't care. Yeah. Even though it was even the part about his own America, right? American troops, right? He couldn't be bothered, right? Um, I just love all of the trolling, though. Like, from different people. Did you see what? Like, so Winston Churchill's grandson. Mm-hmm. Did you read what he no. did the tweet? I want to find this. Okay. But. Ultimately, though, like just how he else he acted while there, yeah. Um, acting, he was just acting when he wasn't being, you know, when he wasn't being absent, right? He was being a bully. Like, he was oh. he was going at Macron, right, through right. tweets, right, while Macron is at the ceremony, right. He's tweeting from his hotel room yes. about the president of France while the president of France is sitting in the rain, right. honoring fallen soldiers, U.S. soldiers. I mean, he was at the U.S. ceremony as well, right? Mm -hmm. I'm assuming, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, to mock the leader of France while, you know, you're supposed to be there celebrating, you know, this this massive feat and and essentially, you know, peace. He's just talking trash over Twitter. Mm -hmm. Yikes. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, go ahead. No, sorry. Keep keep going. I was just gonna say, you know, I was I was recently asked by somebody who had who had listened to one of our episodes, and um, he was just kind of wondering, you know, if we had an all encompassing episode of why Trump sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, we've we've talked about things that we can kind of look at. You know, we we're tweaking our our lenses a little bit to say, okay, if we're gonna give him credit for things, this is kind of one of them. We've done that, but. I think just how detrimental he's been on the international scale for you and I, that is too large and too big to overlook. And then if you want to get into, you know, people are going to fight you on the, how responsible he is for individuals' behavior, but he's obviously broken norms and basically, not basic, not basically, but he, this attitude of just allowing things and just being kind of a scumbag has I mean, people will argue that it hasn't given permission for people to be hateful, and mm-hmm. but we've seen an increase in hate crimes. Yeah, uh, Washington Post uh, said up an increase of thirty-one percent. That's right, I read that. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, <sighs> policy-wise, especially on the international scale, he's a disaster. But I mean, personally, he's just he's just okay with. Mm-hmm. And he makes excuses for, and he argues against anyone who opposes white nationalism or, or hate groups. Yeah. So, I I don't really 
I'm not going to do a whole episode about why he sucks. I think we talk about him enough. But I think that in general, I mean, if you look, he's not a good dude as a person. I mean, and you could argue against other presidents but not just, being good just, guys. But, I mean, but everything that gets attributed to him by his his supporters, that mm-hmm. he's this staunch, like this tough guy right. who's standing up for American values, yeah. standing up for America, and they love the fact that he... Um, that he bullies everybody. Like right. They, they, they almost like identify with that. They love him for that. Yeah, that's and weird. It's almost like it doesn't matter if his policies fail because they love him. It's not about... Yes. It's not about a love for policy because right. he doesn't have a coherent policy yeah. I think on that's anything. Perfect. Yeah. They just love him. Yeah. And I think they love his bravado and, mm-hmm. and it, it... I don't see how you can see this and still manage to apologize for it. Like, right. Like, I guess it's just... it's so, Everybody is so zero... So, like, his supporters and now have mm-hmm. just become so disconnected from reality right. and their minds are just weak. You, how can you just, how can you look at this and mm-hmm. not be like, yeah, you know, I like the guy, but yeah, that's, that wasn't a good look. That right. wasn't a good look. No, you won't even get that mm-hmm. variation from anyone no, and, that and, supports and, him. And there, people are saying like, well, Macron started, like Trump was right to, to not, um, Trump was right to not show up mm-hmm. um, because Macron started with the insults right off the bat, mm-hmm. which isn't true. Right. So what what happened to give clarification on that right. is, um, you know how okay, so you know how Trump has constantly and rightfully so mm-hmm. said that NATO isn't quite pulling their weight. Yes. There's a, we've had a, we've had a talk on this on right. an earlier episode right. that that's not necessarily the case, but Europe has been increasing its mil its um germany france england have mm-hmm. all been increasing their mil their, their defense spending right building up their militaries well macron called for a um a year Euro- a collective european military mm-hmm. he's saying that in order for us to complement nato america's commitment to nato right in the amount that they'd already do mm-hmm. we can't as individual countries mm. match that mm-hmm. But collectively, okay. if we pull our resources, we can create a European military oh. under one banner. Interesting. I mean, I don't know. It, it's in my it might that might never work. Right. That's a nice sentiment. Right. Whatever. He's at least paying homage to something Donald Trump has said that he's wanted to hear. Yes. Well, Donald Trump inter like so that he Donald Trump read that uh-huh. and apparently whoever interpreted it for him <laughs> from in France from French to English, uh-huh. he went out and tweeted before fact checking. Yeah. That. He said that, so he tweets that Macron said he wants the the European military Mm -hmm. to rival the United States. Oh, boy. And to protect Europe from the United States. So Trump tweets about that, saying it's an incendiary tweet and Macron Mm -hmm. is out to get him. Mm -hmm. Somehow made it about himself. Oh, of course. Which he always does. Yeah. But it said compliment, not rival. Oh. So then he had to walk it back. Or, I mean, he didn't really. Did he kind of try? Not really. Oh, he Ew. just he just like like every one of his tweets that he didn't like he just lets he just lets it it's go in, into the Twitterverse right. and he just ignores it. Well, I mean, everybody and we all will and move we all on. get and we all get upset about it and then he tweets something else and we forget about exactly. this and we exactly. move and all of us move on. That's what I'm saying. Like, like you were saying. Yeah. So what did Churchill's grandson say? Yeah. So um, t- Churchill's grandson tweeted, "They died with their fate." They, the soldiers of World yeah, War One, yeah. died with their faces to the foe in that pathetic, inadequate, at real Donald Trump couldn't even defy the weather to pay his respects to the fallen. Ouch. Ouch. That's, that's definitely the, the grandson of 
of yeah. Winston Churchill. Yeah. Damn, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Has there been anything said back to that? that no, know of? no, not that I know yeah. of. But I just thought that was an interesting yeah. that was an interesting quote from the um the a relative of one yeah. of the greatest statesmen in Western democracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. It must be a rain thing. He just can't handle it. Yeah, I guess not. I mean, that's why he has Mar-a-Lago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just go down to the sun anytime it rains. Yeah. Uh, gosh, I just... He constantly... Hey, we weren't going to try to make this... <laughs> you said we weren't going to make this a bash on Trump, but I don't see how... He he constantly... He um, he wants to divide Europe, and I think that's part of his economic strategy because yeah. he's, he sees that um, a unified Europe smart like collectively mm-hmm. w- their their mark like that would be a harder it'd be harder to deal he views europe economically right it's harder to deal with in terms of getting beneficial trade deals for the united states mm-hmm. if he's having to um bargain with a collective europe therefore if he tries to undermine um europe's collective mm-hmm. you know collective identity by supporting Brexit, by supporting populists throughout e- the Eastern yeah. Bloc, um, now that Merkel is is um, leaving, who knows what's going to happen in Germany? But he's already he's he's his administration has even said that they support the rise in and and populism and nationalism in yeah. Germany. Yeah. Which, yeah, that's something we want to uh, to try to foster nationalism right. in Germany. Like, right. When did that not? When did that would not work? Right. right. Um, I mean, nationalism anywhere. This populism and nationalism historically it's just always been a disaster germany the most <laughs> well yes obviously but i'm just but saying yes, like it's, it's it's never it's never ended well right and, and we're just like you and i've s- talked about i don't know if we've talked about it on here but i mean just this global shift right it's intense it is oh, it is and, it, and, it and, it's, and it's and it's darn near impossible to to stop right by any means other than war mm-hmm. and that's what the world leaders were in paris um remembering was what the what led to world war one right and it was rises in nationalism mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um we're seeing that again on the european continent yeah. so you would think that but nationalism isn't bad trump's a nationalist yeah so maybe that's why he didn't go for sure but <laughs> you, you would think like so he wants so if he if he views so he anyway with the um trying to so he can with if the european union were to break apart right or become much weaker mm-hmm. he, trump views that he can reach unilateral one-on-one trade deals with each individual country mm-hmm. that would that would benefit the united states more um like across the board right if you take each individual trade deal mm-hmm. in totality yes <clears throat> the united states would be would benefit much more mm-hmm. than a single trade deal with it with a with EU the with the eu block yeah. um but that's hmm. in that's in theory, right? right? And that could that could work. But look what's happened historically mm-hmm. when the European continent doesn't have unity. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, if you, if you want collective, because then he also speaks out of the other side of his mouth mm-hmm. about how he wants Europe to step up its collective defense mm-hmm. for a rising Russia. He wants right. the, he wants for a rising China, and he wants the Europe to be able to have to have a better defense. Mm-hmm. They're going to be able to do that better when they're working together versus yes. separated. Right. So it, you can't have it both ways. Right. Well, so it sounds like economically he wants them divided, but militarily he wants them united. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand how that. Hmm. 
Access to resources is the number one reason for tension right. between nation states. Right. So he's trying to make limit those interactions with trade between individual states and us, the United States. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think we're starting to see his world. Definitely, we're starting to see his worldview. Yeah. Um, or at least the worldview of his closest advisors mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, starting to take really take shape. Right. Even though we, we can't analyze policy because there really isn't much policy. Exactly, yeah. But with their rhetoric and I guess on the world stage, you can kind of start to see mm-hmm. a little it a little bit. Right. So it's interesting to kind of... I'm thinking about like defenses made by, you know, his supporters and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. like we just mentioned, there's really no policy, but... I just know that there can be an argument made against his statements, mm-hmm. but the the power of those statements and undermining these administrations around the world and supporting nationalism and and rising right, you know what I mean? Yeah. I I don't know. I just know that people easily excuse those things, mm-hmm. but I uh, are I mean, are we the only ones who are just like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 you can't just let this happen. No, I, there's foreign policy experts on all of them. Like, no, I mean, I'm, I know. For I'm sure. just speaking yeah. d- generally. But, I mean, it's just like, I, it, how does n- nobody, none of his supporters, like you you said earlier, like, just say, I mean, we like him, but oof, maybe that wasn't the best move. The, there's And there's undermining these international governments, Again, is is looked at as as us, you know, standing up and mm-hmm. him standing up for USA, USA. Yeah, you know, especially when NATO. I just these these countries have been our allies at key times. Yeah, it, it, throughout our history, right? And I see people like, well, why should we care what France thinks? They wouldn't even be a country if it wasn't for the United States. Yeah. Well, Oof. okay, you're selectively using history. Yeah. Because for sure. one, um. They were a country because of France. If France doesn't, right. the France doesn't aid General Washington right. in, in the colonial mil, in the colonial militias. Mm-hmm. We don't defeat England. We don't exactly. we don't outlast England. We didn't really defeat England. Mm-hmm. We just outlasted England to the point where it wasn't cost cost effective enough for them to continue that war. Right, right. If they really wanted to put the boot on the United States, they could have done it. Yeah, but they didn't. Be, so I mean, we won our revol- We won. We won the revolution. We gained our independence. Right. But a lot of that had to do because of France. Right. Oh and, yeah. Um. Be getting involved, World War One. It was I a complete. How many, I it wasn't a complete stalemate. Paris yeah. was not threatened. Right. The existence of France was not threatened in mm-hmm, World War mm-hmm, One. Mm-hmm. So much as when the United States came in, we tipped the balance of power. Right. To favor the the Entente. But we didn't. It's not like the United States came in and won World War One by itself. Yeah. Yeah. World War Two, yes, mm-hmm. we liberated France mm-hmm. along with Canada and England mm-hmm. and a coalition, mm-hmm. primarily United, primarily Jesus, USGIs. But yeah, um, yeah, I just the selective use of history. Mm-hmm. By oh pe- yeah, by people. Well, I was going to say just cherry picking. I wonder how much selective use of history is used to counter that. So, like you said, you know, with the revolution, with the support of France, we might not be a country today. I wonder how many come back with that argument. I'm sure it happens all the time. Well, we're probably okay. So we're probably a country, mm-hmm. but we're much we're much different, right? I mean, Canada eventually became its own country, right? And it, it remained a part of the Commonwealth for a long time. Mm-hmm. 
you can, I mean, some people even are, some political scientists argue that if the United States hadn't won its revolution mm-hmm. and gained independence slowly, mm-hmm. um, that it actually would have been a much more stable, um, it would have gotten rid of slavery a lot earlier, been able to work mm-hmm. through the problems with, you know, it, it's, uh, work through the, um, you know, through its problems with, not problems with Native Americans, but like the, like how did the relation the relationships right. with with Native Americans much 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 better right um and just overall been politically much more unified and stable mm-hmm. instead of fighting this revolution having so many um, key differences that weren't worked out initially right. in, the, in the original writing of the Constitution mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. In the early repu- all those early republic problems that were always kept getting punched right. down the road which was revolted and it resulted yeah. in a civil war right um which canada has never gone like right. canada has never That's gone what I was through say. so you're comparing it to the slower process of canada mm-hmm. and i mean historically you see that even with people moving into that canada uh, canadian territory mm-hmm. that middle ground that was created sure. between the natives and that's kind of what yeah. i'm assuming what you're referring mm-hmm. to as like having that established relationship and building those communities yeah. with them mm-hmm. opposed to just shoving them west yeah i mean <laughs> to say that canada and murdering them and say, murdering to say them. that canada didn't have any atrocities oh well, the yeah, population. yeah it did but it was nowhere near to the scale of yeah, the yeah, states yeah there. I mean that's all that's all speculation. Right. We don't we don't right. know. That's interesting. We, kn- we know that the United States we know what the history of the United States is. It you know it, it came out of it came out of World War II as the predominant world power. Mm-hmm. It's done a lot of good in the world. Right. It's also done a lot of bad. Yes. And I think understanding what the United States has good, done both good and bad mm-hmm. makes us all better Americans. Yeah. Oh yeah. Being able to admit where we were wrong. Yes, I agree. I, I just don't understand. I don't understand. Like I saw on the History Channel um, this comment about uh, it was it was <laughs> about the U. Colonial, colonial um, colonists, the early colonists' uh-huh. attitudes and practices towards n- Native Americans yeah. in like New England and stuff like that, mm-hmm. when, like the first like Puritan uh, colonists. And people, this one lady said, like, "Nice try, History Channel. There's nothing you can say that'll ever make me ashamed of myself mm-hmm. or my country." It's like you don't one <sighs> that wasn't we weren't in the United States at the time, right? But that's two, not the point. No one's at, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No one's saying being ashamed of your country. Right. Just understand that this happened. Yeah. In your country Ooh, at a that's time. That's dangerous, dude. That's dangerous. What's dangerous? For somebody to just be like, you're you're just telling them a fact about their country. Maybe in maybe ugly facts or ugly histories that are hard to swallow, and somebody just being like, whoa, whoa, I'm not going to be ashamed of my country. Yeah. But we're but we're supposed to. But we hold that same person would hold the history of. Is like oh well, Islam's a violent religion, and all yes. of those the country everybody from the Middle East is going to be inherently violent because mm-hmm. of their past. Mm-hmm. But you're going to conveniently forget your country's past, right? Right. Like what a hypocrite. Yeah, that's dangerous, dude. It is very dangerous, and that's kind of growing. I mean, you're just seeing it. Why? Well, I don't know. It's so hard to tell, like to separate that. You and I have talked about it a little bit, but that internet world mm-hmm. to the real world, and just like I mean, obviously there are millions of attitudes that kind of reflect that. But uh, I don't know. I mean, enough attitudes to to have somebody to have a nation elect a populist with kind of a bully attitude. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they they love him. And I there was a really good article. I think it was written by the Atlantic, mm-hmm. where they said, you know, Trump Trump is to his supporters mm-hmm. as a nose like a nose ring is to a punk rocker. Okay, they love him uh-huh. because other people hate it. Oh, okay. Because you always see this. Like, I think that's fair. It's, you, 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 yeah. You always see this 
rhetoric about Trump where it's, um, you know, he's he's still your president, libtard. Or like it's yeah. it's never like I'm going to defend him on this because of X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be because it makes Democrats mad. Yes, I like it. Yes, which is weird. That's what I was going to say earlier. It's just this whole this whole notion of just it's okay to bully. It's okay to be a bully as long as I don't know. As it's long as bullying you're bullying the right people. Yeah, I don't. Which is bizarre because I just felt like socially we were kind of shifting towards this like everybody like let's 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 find a way to include everybody and get along better mm-hmm. and now it's just been this huge just rift into like if you're not on our team or checking our boxes you're the enemy yeah i don't know yeah i don't know i i don't know how we reckon i don't know how we reconcile these differences right Whenever, whenever it is Trump's presidency ends, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, whether it you know, whether Ooh. it's at the end of you know this term, the end of next term, right, or through you know Mueller's investigation yeah. results in impeachment, we don't know how it's going to end, right? But it's going to end at some point. I mean, there's yeah. there's a constitutional provision that says it's going to end. So that's when when Trumpism goes away. Mm-hmm. What do we do with the residue? Yeah. I'm worried. There's thirty percent of this nation, yeah, that is that loves him because of him, right? They don't care about fa- failed policies. They love nope. him because they they he they make he makes them feel a certain way, right? And he reinforces everything that they've already that they already thought, yeah. And and I think that's I think you're not. I don't see. I see. I don't see him win winning re-election because he hasn't done anything to try to gain new voters. Okay, you said a few weeks ago that he's gonna win it for sure. <laughs> did i say that on air yeah oh yeah i'm changing my mind okay that's fair you totally can but i think what you said last time is just because of the donations and how many small donations are continuously adding up to millions of dollars and yeah. that was what was concerning you so what now kind of makes you feel like he's not getting those people and that he might not win did i say that before the election Yes. Okay. Okay. The reason why I'm changing major indicator why I'm changing my mind okay. is because not necessarily because of the flip of the of the U.S. House of Representatives, mm-hmm. but because of state legislatures. Okay. You had massive wins in state legislatures mm-hmm. in key swing states, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. specifically Pennsylvania and Michigan, right, and Wisconsin, three states that he carried by a slim margin, right, that are necessary for Republicans to win the House, mm-hmm. win win the presidency, right, without without. Without any, without either of Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, or Michigan, he doesn't win the election. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I mean, he could still carry Florida, which he still may vary. Right. He but you're still, saying he could still he could still win blue? Ohio, coal country. Yeah. But without Pennsylvania, without Michigan, without um, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. or a combination of those, mm-hmm. he doesn't win. Mm-hmm. So I think when you're looking at the ground network, right. What's what's hap- what's happened? What happened in the state legislatures? What's happening in the the people's house, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. U.S. House of Representatives, which is much more uh, much more of an indicator of what the total population right, feels. Right. I think that when we get into to the this is this is an incentive to listen to to the Republic. Yeah. When we get into voting systems and voting structures, yeah. I think um, it's going to be it will be end up being difficult for uh, for Trump to. To, to his path to presidency unless something fundamental yeah. fundamentally changes in the next two years hmm well i mean i think regardless of 
what happens or how it happens. I, I agree. I th- I'm a little worried about that. The end of that presidency, mm-hmm. whether it's through an investigation, impeachment, or peaceful transfer of power, but how peaceful? Well, you're already seeing he's laying the groundwork to hit it and like to set the seed in people's minds that yes. these that these elections are fake. He's undermining democracy. Look what he's doing in Florida. Yeah, he tweeted that. They should just they should just stop the recounts and give the election to the Republicans. Mm-hmm. Like how? That's not the place of the president. Who? Yeah. To basically argue that oh, just just handed the Republicans because that's what the election night said, regardless right. of recounts. Mm-hmm. Like yes, the Florida system has been a complete like they bungled it. The state <laughs> of Florida had bungled their elections, yeah. but that's not call to just give it to the Republican. Right. That's the call to let's stop. Take a collective breath yes figure out what the hell happened mm-hmm. and then determine the winner right based on votes based on votes based on democracy yeah to so to just completely undermine or over overlook that and just say nah let's just give it to republicans mm-hmm. interesting enough like you saw um jeff flake's seat yeah flipped to christian cinema yep. in arizona that that was big for the democrats mm-hmm. um so yeah it, it's it's fascinating i love the electoral map um i even like even on the election i was sitting there um i was sitting on my my work on the work computer Mm -hmm. just had the whole electoral map up and and looking at the different races and Mm -hmm. and charting out like you i don't know if because we were we were in class together right in 2016 we were and i had like all written up on the paper like path to victory oh dude it was so annoying which which states could they carry (laughs) with electoral like what electoral points would be needed if this if this state went this way then this state would need to go this way right and oh i do i love do you know why i was so annoyed that night why do you remember why did it have something to do with uh what's her name no oh it had to do with discussion um, oh, so that's right. we I had a class discussion and uh, I had totally come prepared and I mean, I'm sure you were prepared. I think we talked about it a little. We studied a little bit about discussion before that class. And then we get in the classroom and the, and we got broken up into groups and we're supposed to discuss cat what murderers, cat murderers. Yeah, we were talking about cat murderers um, and. Nobody had anything to say because everybody was just glued to their phones because of the election. Mm-hmm. Peabody was getting so frustrated. I was frustrated. You, because you're try- the only one that read. I'm trying to talk about cats and whatever the history was that we read. And it everyone's was, was, just like. Ultimately, that was actually kind of interesting because they were saying like the the murder of cats by like the working class mm-hmm. in 15 in the 1500s, mm-hmm. 16th century uh, France. Mm-hmm. Because they were kill- because cats were seen as a the, a pet of the of the of like the bourgeois right um, that the killing of the cats was a symbol of the work of the working class's animosity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. towards the um, towards the like the the owners. Oh, now you want to talk about it? <laughs> Two years later, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 inter- it's I mean it it's so interesting how his like the discipline of history can right. can work right like looking at what would seemingly be a just a random act mm-hmm. oh of yeah crazy people just going oh, yeah. out and like murdering cats yeah and being able to diagnose what that what that's socially meant for mm-hmm. the time and in mm-hmm. its context mm-hmm. and i love history yeah i i mean and even now like just simple things like not simple like killing cats is simple but there are things just waves of behavior that are happening that are results of just our history that we're living now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I just, I, I like to always, I'm such a, 
I just love social behaviors and just looking at the way and so that's one thing i think that's why i did the reading just murdering cats Mm -hmm. and why are they doing this um but i mean even today there's just behaviors and things that we do and it's you know looking back just i just wish that i could go forward to see how they analyze how we act now like a hundred years from now people looking back right at this time like maybe even using this as a primary source yeah totally Totally. Because Ooh, that's gonna... weird. Don't say that. Gosh. Oh, you know what's also super weird is um, for the first time I realized yesterday that what we do is public history. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it it can this could be analyzed. I mean, even to the republic, it's it's a history show. Yeah. That's looking at civics, but I mean. It's it's a platform. It's it's a way for people to engage with history. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah, I never thought of it like that. Um, but then I was just thinking. I was talking to Donna. Yeah, and she was talking about the podcast and show. I'll have to tell you what she said. Okay. <laughs> um, but then I was like, "Whoa, we actually do public history." And I don't know. It's funny because when I was getting in, when I took that class, I was just like, "Whatever." Public history is kind of lame because it's it's. I remember getting into it and, and talking to Dr. Sinclair and I was just like, listen, everybody's wrong and my way's the right way. So as long as we can get the class to agree that that's the way it is on this project, trust me, it'll go well. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I went into the attitude. And she just constantly all semester like, no, Jeff, like that's part of public history is you got to work together. You got to find ways to to get everything to work together. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes a wrench will be thrown in there and you got to adjust and you got to be able to be on your feet. And I'm like, all of that sounds like the worst thing in the world. Just let me handle it. Yeah. And I mean, even throughout the process, there was um, students who were just like, here, let me design this or let me design that. And I was so busy. I can't remember. I think I was taking a friggin' um, teaching social studies that semester as well. Oh, so, so you're all, you would have also been in history 300. Then. Or maybe that's what I, I was doing. Another big class while I was taking public. It was in the spring. When was uh, teaching social studies or that's whatever? That's usually in, in the, fall? the fall. Oh, I was taking another big class. I don't mm-hmm. remember what it was. So at that a lot of big classes. Yeah. So at that point, I was just like, you know what? If the student wants to design that, go ahead and let them. I don't. I don't care. Let her. And so then when they did, and they like presented all these ideas to the class, I hated every single one. They were so ugly and disgusting, and I was just like, whatever. Kind of like, like the History Club logo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, Adam Bomb. Totally. Um. But yeah, I mean, exactly, exactly like that though. Like just. If I had the time to do it, it would be much better. But, you know, I got I to gotta let other people have their creative outlet and, and, and do their thing. I mean, even with the radio, just like that wrench of just like the last minute we got to get this ad put into our our show. Yeah. Uh, I thought it would be an, a simple just cut and paste. No, I had to like adjust and move the whole show and the levels and all that. And it's just like. I guess it took them forever to get it to, um, to the uh, studio. I guess the the owners of that company uh-huh. took like seven oh. different takes. Right, and right. They kept changing. Like yeah, they would send it, uh-huh. and then they would send a message to to Susan this, and be like, "Oh, we got to We want to change this. Uh-huh. We want to like." Say, I saw that. Say this. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. saw that. Yeah, Susan um, said it was a nightmare. I imagine, but I mean, if they're paying for it, you got to do what for they're sure. asking. Yeah, um, but that's, no, I, I completely get yeah. it. Yeah, but it it ended up being a crunch for us. Yes, because we have to have our audio in. 
48 hours before yes. it airs. Yeah. And that was like a crunch. Like it was, we ended up getting okay. We, we ended up having to go over that, but right. we got a waiver. Anyway, we don't have to get into the logistics. Dude, we're, that, we're college students. That's what we're used to. <laughs> Can we get an extension? Yes, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, just the, just that, that ability to adjust, like, I was totally against public history, but that whole class has trained me to like do this, and and it's like I said, I hated public history, the idea of it. But now that I've like done it and been into it, and now that we have these shows, mm-hmm. I kind of love public history. Yeah. I like, I like, I like, I like thinking or hoping that there are listeners out there, whether it's this show or to the Republic that are listening and and maybe learning something that they didn't mm-hmm. before or like you and I have constantly from the beginning have always said like just talk to somebody who maybe views things differently than you yeah um, I just hope that you know I know that there are some some listeners that have listened to our shows to like separately and then come together and kind of talk about the things that we talk about mm-hmm. which I absolutely love and they'll text me about it Um but I don't know. I'm hoping that To the Republic is kind of an expansion of that. And hopefully we can get people who maybe we don't know or don't know us personally or maybe aren't kooks, but yeah. just random listeners mm-hmm. of talk radio. I don't know. I've been rambling. What are your th- what are you thinking? No, all, all <laughs> of that. No, I public history was always something for me that I don't think I really. I won't say I devalued. I just didn't didn't really register for. me. Right. So I didn't have a chance to devalue like undervalue yes. it because I just didn't really know what it was right until i mean i had very little act very little access to it mm-hmm. until i went and volunteered for that um community day, was it community days or voices of Vancouver. one the thing we did at the library where oh I came and for the oral history with like connor and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that was like so eye-opening to me because i like sitting down with like four people who had such like different mm-hmm. um Pepper was one of them, right? And she likes, you know, she has oh, all yeah. a lot of colorful stories. Yes, she does. And and sitting there and listening to different people's um, stories about how they came to Vancouver, right, and, like, and stuff like that, and you're just like, oh my gosh, like that's so. It's neat to have that those connections mm-hmm. with people in your local area mm-hmm. because you have so much. You, f- you start to realize you have so much more in common with just the person walking down the street, and you probably have differences. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think public history um, really brings that out, right. I think I think one well, oral history, mm-hmm. and I think with 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 a, an event like that and and the whole the whole project of the Clark County stories that we did, I think that what you find what I what I'm just now thinking is kind of interesting is you know we when we talk about memories or we talk about coming to Clark County we talk about or we talked about going to a place sometimes those memories are tied to and we're lucky enough to have those memories tied to very historical things like there's a fort vancouver mm-hmm. that's a historical landmark that we can go and explore and learn the history about this region and that's a that's a public history thing and when you talk to maybe people who don't think that they're into history when they close their eyes and they think about vancouver or this region a lot of times, especially in Vancouver or Battleground or wherever, that is something that always comes up is that place. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think that that's, that's just an interesting way of history kind of tying in everybody together without them really knowing it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, but, uh, you know, even the ability for you to, during our 469, <laughs> our 469 <laughs> project, yeah, of doing our research projects, I mean, your ability to go to the fort and go to the library there yeah. and to do your research, I, that's an element of public history. Mm-hmm. You know, the the access to that is great. 
Yeah, and uh, the Oregon Historical Society. Oh, that was so fun. That was yeah. I, I, I mean, holding a holding a, a uh, like a uh, a ledger yes. from the uh, Cowlitz Farms mm-hmm. and seeing what people were buying right. in eighteen like eighteen forty five. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. ridiculous. It was so. I mean, it was so cool. And that book was so old, and just to be able to hold like something that tangible. Right. Right. And we're and thinking like historians a hundred years from now. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they're not going to have that. Tan- everything's going to be so digital, right? So it's not going to be re- none, all of the stuff that they're going to all the primary sources that they're going to be analyzing mm-hmm. for the most part, mm-hmm. unless they're looking back at the eighteen at the you know eighteen hundreds, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, is going to be mostly like digital stuff and digital and, 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 archive, and our digital archives, yeah. stuff like that. And I don't know if it has the same. If it elicits the same emotions. Right. Like, who knows? Like, no, who knows? No. We, we, we yeah, we don't know. Yeah, but, but I totally agree. I mean, even like the other day, I'm thinking about, I have thousands of pictures on my Google Drive of memories. And, and thankfully, Google kind of puts the dates on them. Mm-hmm. So when I put them on there, it automatically knows when I took them and where I took them, which yeah. is cool. But I, I don't know. I just, but there's something about maybe finding a photograph. I have a box of like old photographs over here. Um, and I don't have... So I don't know. I kind of feel differently about this. Like, so I don't have like the dates of when those pictures are taken, mm-hmm. but it would be interest. It would be nice to know. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, this was on August twelfth, you know, two thousand seven, and then when you like, you're looking at the picture when you flip it on the back, it says that. I like the idea of it having that, but I also like the idea of kind of pulling pulling out a picture and going, "Oh man, when was that from?" And kind of forcing yourself to remember. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's cool that you're you're. A you like you value pictures. Oh, I definitely I'm do. I'm the same. I'm definitely the same way. I have mm-hmm. just my dad and I, one thing I always liked about with my parents is mm-hmm. they were always big picture takers. Right, kind of transferred down to me. Mm-hmm. Just cataloging, right, that kind of stuff. Oh and yeah, being able to go back through and look through all of the old hunting pictures with mm-hmm. my dad, like me being six years old and yes. like wearing way too big camo clothing and just Hell having yes. the time of my life right. and with you know hunting with my dad and my uncle and stuff like that mm-hmm. and just being. Able to go back and look at that stuff is mm-hmm. just always a lot of fun. Well, and I think that, like, one thing that I did not do, we're getting down some crazy rabbit holes. <laughs> but one thing I'm just now thinking about is just this 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 um, narcissistic kind of um, society that we're in. And uh, with the selfies and the, oh, I don't like that. Let's retake that. You know, with, with regular film, you couldn't retake photos. You got what you got. Yeah, nothing is candid anymore. Right. So, but even now, like... Um, when I was, when I was, I took a picture the other day with my niece sitting on the couch with my dogs and she was like trying to cover her face because I don't, she's at that age where she's starting mm. to feel a little insecure. Yeah. And to me, I just like, I'm just like, oh, I want to kill you. Like, don't be insecure. Like, you're awesome. She's so awesome. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, hey, quit covering your face. Let me take a picture. And she finally let me, but just, I mean, if it was a candid, like, bam, snap, gotcha. There's nothing she could have done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm just thinking about like selfies and, and, and just like, oh, I don't like that. Let's redo that. Now we can save that picture mm-hmm. or don't take a picture of me right like this. I don't like the way that I look. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just such a different. I, I wonder what the mentality was like that. I mean, to find an old journal about from the eight, you know 1900s, 1800s, like don't take a picture of me. I look fat. You know what I mean? <laughs> or Jake took a picture of me today and I hated it. <laughs> I think they were probably. um just the opportunity to have a picture taken right. was probably like life changing. Right. Yeah. Definitely. So I don't know. I am definitely a picture guy. Um uh, I hate when I go to concerts and like 
everybody's filming it. I know. Dude. I have the same thing. I'm like, are you not like people Snapchatting the entire concert? Yes. Are you not watching it? I want to kill Snapchat, dude. (laughs) I, I don't have it. We don't have it. Do you have it? Yeah. You're disgusting. I don't ever snap don't anything. Stop it. I don't. I just has been on <laughs> it's just been on my phone. Right. Uh-huh. You're guilty. I'm guilty. <laughs> mm. No, but I mean, so if you if you truly wanted to find a video of the concert you were at, there's a million other people filming it, so just Google it afterwards. Well, I think it's it's we want to show that I was at the concert. Right. And I think that that's where a picture comes in. Mm-hmm. Which is why I like photos. Take a quick photo, you and your friends, and you're there, you're having a good time. Now enjoy the show. Yeah. I did take some videos when I was at the show, but I didn't, I did post them. But I mean, it was just for me to like, this is the 14th time that I had seen a band and I was just feeling it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm guilty of doing that. So I'm kind of going back on my own word, but it's, I don't know. I don't know what it is, why I don't. I don't think I was filming it to be like, look, hey, I'm an MXPX. But for me, it was like, holy crap, like I'm seeing these guys again at 32 years old. You know, it's been 17 years mm-hmm. of me seeing the same band. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I do like the interaction with Instagram or mostly Twitter because like, dude, I can't tell you how many interactions with like athletes and musicians who like tweet me back or like like my tweets about them or anything that gets me so hyped. Um, so maybe that's why I did it because I'm like, yo, I'm experienced, and then they're like, yeah, we're well, cool. I like you. I like you. Hmm. I don't know. What yeah. are you thinking? <laughs> I'm not on. I'm not on the Twitter. I'm only on dude, the day I I, I do have I do have a Twitter. I yes, you do. Never on it. I was on it. Um, just retweeting stuff about the radio and uh, about the radio show, mm-hmm. and I it said like been um uh had twitter since like 2008 or six or seven or something like that and i think i remember it was in july i think was the the anniversary date of twitter and that was because like twitter is so instant with um news for like trade deadlines Mm -hmm. that's why i have a twitter my my handle is at hoop intangibles that's the only time i'm ever on twitter is nba trade yes trade deadline or like updates from woosh i'm like I need to know now. Like I have woosh to instant. Like I don't have any notifications from any apps come to me. So Facebook doesn't send me apps, Instagram, Twitter, none of them. But woosh is set to alert me when he tweets. Mm-hmm. He's the only thing uh, other than I think our, our Instagram for say what you mean, sends me alerts. Um, but other than that, what, how do you think about that? Do you have alerts come? Yeah, I have push notifications yeah. for Instagram. That's about it. Mm. That stuff annoys me. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. I just don't like it. Hmm. Like, I'll get to it when I get to it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just have gotten so used to it. Because mm-hmm. I used to get tweets sent to my phone as mm-hmm. text messages. Oh. If like Yeah. When you if you follow somebody mm-hmm. and they would would tweet. Mm-hmm. So I'm just so used to for years mm-hmm. just having nonsense always being You do on, always have nonsense on my phone. You totally do. So like all of my sports apps send me push oh, notifications. Yeah. So oh, it's yeah. just like I'm always anytime I I hit my home button mm-hmm. I just see all of the oh I know updates oh so I know I'm used to it I'm always yelling at you ever since we met in college I'm like Jake we're talking okay all right <laughs> I know <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so funny um 
what a weird rabbit hole we just went down. Yeah, this might be one of the most random episodes. Yeah, I done. hope it's. I hope you guys are bearing through it. <laughs> <laughs> just our randomness. Um, I don't know. What are you thinking? <laughs> well, I think the molar the molar probe is. Um, I think the next couple of weeks will be big for the molar probe. Yeah, it's kind of okay. One thing I really want to I want to mention real quick is. Um, Hold that thought, okay? Because I want to get into that. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have thoughts on that, but you're not really hearing about this caravan anymore now that midterms are over. Yeah, there's a rabbit hole we can go down with this too. Is yes, that was a hundred percent a political ploy. Yeah. Um, although Mattis of all people, mm-hmm. there's multiple rabbit holes. I was thinking about this. Now that we're actually talking, I'm realizing there's a lot of stuff that I was I always tell myself in my mind i want to talk about this you gotta write them down dude i need to i need to write this i need one of your notebooks yes you do um one of my manly tiny notebooks yes so so mattis (laughs) (laughs) matt uh mattis general mattis who's the secretary of defense Mm -hmm. um came out publicly today supporting um the use of troops on the border Mm -hmm. and then cited uh poncho via uh raid into like texas Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as context for the need for hmm. troops on the border which i find a caravan filled with mostly women and children yeah trying to flee crime and right. certain death in their home country to be a little bit different than a raiding party right but that's not the narrative so poncho via is kind of a perfect comparison to fit the narrative that they're pushing well it is yeah yeah but i find it odd of who was the one pushing the narrative yeah generally mattis has been trying to keep as low off the radar of trump right. as possible so right. he doesn't catch the ire of of trump because right. that's how you end up out of your job yeah eventually <laughs> so he like this is what he does like trump gets people that i think his initial cabinet and he's even he's even kind of said this and there's been reports that mm-hmm. he hates the cabinet he was initially set up with because it wasn't his people mm-hmm. they're the people that the that the establishment said these are the people that you need. Right. So he went along with them and he's been systematically getting rid of them over the last two years. Yeah. And I think that's what he, this is, this is just classic Trump. He gets people into compromising situations where they either mm-hmm. have, to, because they've already taken the power, they've taken the power pill, they have to go along and, and say things and do things that they know is morally compromising. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he's able to use them when all of his shit and all of his policies, all of his failed policies come home to roost. Mm-hmm. He's able to pin it, on those people. Oh, yeah, for sure. And just stab them on the back and send them right outside the yep. door. And it's unfortunate because I think Mattis is going to end up being... Kelly's Kelly's already completely compromised. Right. Um, not that Sessions had any redeemable qualities anyway, but now he's out. Mm-hmm. And um, after doing everything that, that Trump wanted to do except for one thing... Mm-hmm. And, oh, and, yeah, and it's that gone. one thing, though. Yeah. You target that and you're like, oh, see, I don't know if this guy's really working out for us. Mm-hmm. And then you can just get everybody to talk and, about and it. And and Christian Nielsen is on her way out of as Homeland Security yeah. director. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, find, I found it odd that Mattis, why Mattis chose this to speak up about. Maybe he wants out. <laughs> he might. Yeah. God forbid if he lose Mattis. Yeah. Um, Yes. Anyway, yeah, but I find it so. I find it interesting that we have a president who couldn't. Getting back to the rain thing, yeah, we have a president who supposedly, according to his supporters, Mm -hmm. 
super great for veterans. He loves veterans. Right. Much oh, better, yeah. Much more than Obama loves, mm-hmm. loves veterans. Um, we have a guy who, who couldn't, we have a president who couldn't be bothered to go out in the rain to honor World War One veteran, uh, war, the fallen of World War One. Right. Who is willing to, to send 15,000 active duty troops. Mm-hmm away from their families for an indefinite amount of time to the border for a political stunt. Mm-hmm. And the VA is still a complete mess. Right. in shambles. So really how um, how pro-veteran yeah. is, is, is our president? Yeah. That's a good point. Anyway, what? sorry, what, what point did you want to make about the caravan? That was it. Okay. You're not really hearing about it. Mm-hmm. That was it. What were you, what were you going to say to remember? <laughs> that. Is that he 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 gets he gets the people underneath him in compromising no, situations. No, 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 no. When I said hold that thought, we'll get back to that. I wanted to say oh, mol- uh, the, the Mueller investigation. investigation. That's yeah. right. So that's another thing that I just feel like I haven't really either. Maybe it's just me not reading about it or me not hearing about it. But I don't know. When it's quiet, I kind of like it. When it's quiet, th- that means that they're working. Mm-hmm. But you were saying. That you wouldn't, you're expecting well, maybe some activity soon, well, and why is that? So, well, everybody keeps waiting for the, um, the 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 Saturday night massacre that happened under Nixon, where Nixon basically systematically went down and said, "If you're, are you going to cover? Or are you cover for me? Nope. Okay, you're fired." And he just fired everybody at the, dust, at the right. Justice Department who could have any who could potentially either not insulate who would not insulate him yes. or would not try to um, cover for him in right. any way. Um, and I think everybody's waiting for that to happen. And there's people writing that the Whitaker, that the, the sessions firing mm-hmm. and the Whitaker appointment mm-hmm. is signs that we have a, a, they're calling it a slow motion Saturday night. Right. Massacre. Right. And interesting. He, Whitaker, I mean, Trump has the power to appoint interim, um, in, interim heads of his cabinet. Right. He won't, after January 1st, he won't be acting. Mm-hmm. De, de, uh, de, you know, he won't be the active attorney general right. anymore. He'll have to go through the confirmation process right. if Trump even chooses to, yes. to appoint him uh-huh. or nominate him. Uh, but just the compromising nature of what this guy has done and what the... This is why I'm saying it's it's just it's going to be a telling two weeks mm-hmm. is because he can do a lot of damage between now and January first, right? In terms of like funding and trying to just um, undermine the Mueller investigation mm-hmm. through his power through the power that he has right mm-hmm. now. So it's going to be very 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 interesting. Mm-hmm. So I don't see how the House and the Senate need to con- the Congress just in both chambers yeah. need to do everything that in their power to try to insulate. The, the Mueller investigation mm-hmm. and try to protect it as much as possible. Right. And the Republicans, I mean, even Lindsey Graham mm-hmm. said that he would vote for a bill that would, um, that would protect Mueller. Mm-hmm. If it went to the house of the floor of the Senate, he would vote for it. Right. But McConnell won't let the bill go to the floor. Whoa. I find that really odd. Yeah. That McConnell. Yeah. Went. Hmm. We'll see. Yeah. But yeah, Mueller. I mean, even Democrats are saying they they wish that Mueller would move faster. Mm-hmm. But I think we have to trust the process, like, like the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> I'm and, gonna and hope that Mueller doesn't uh, draft Markel Fultz. Right. So, oh gosh, <laughs> dude, that shot is booty. Um, I I've been watching Making a Murderer mm-hmm. and season two, and he's hired this lawyer who is like world renowned for getting false conviction, like cases like 
repealed. Mm-hmm. So this guy's been in prison for like 18 years of his life. And she took the case to like prove his innocence. And watching her just methodically look at every single angle of this case is not a quick and easy process. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about like just being patient and and waiting for Mueller to kind of do his thing, I mean, I just think about making a murder and like this dude's parents are dying. So there's a little bit of a, you know, push for her to hurry up and finish. But she's like, listen, like if I'm going to do this job, I have to do it right. And I think it's the same thing. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm I mean, comparing. You're, ta- you're talking about potential criminal charges being filed against the president of the United yes. States. You, yes. you have to make sure you're spot on if exactly. you're going to make that allegation you have to have all of your ducks on the line oh yeah you're gonna get one you're gonna get one shot at you're gonna get yes. one shot at, at this and you're gonna you're gonna face so much just opposition mm-hmm. so you better have enough to to stand up to that yeah and, it, and if they don't then Mueller should come out and say i don't have enough to to file any exactly. criminal charges exactly it's the same thing as me saying like for those who if those criminal charges are valid and they make sense and this president has been committing crimes for anyone who still stands by him that's disgusting but for those of us who are kind of on the other side if there really isn't anything and he's just kind of a pos then i guess we just kind of have to accept that yeah you know what i mean i mean it there already has been what 17 indictments of front uh, on his people connected to right the oh Trump yeah campaign yeah so it's not like that this campaign was squeak exactly. ever be squeaky clean. There's right. still going to be lots of room for criticism. Yeah. But in terms of the president himself, is if people around him were able to, you know, shed enough reasonable doubt, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. he was able to, in- to insulate himself. I keep using the word insulate a lot. I need to find it. I need to get a thesaurus. <laughs> but able to separate himself enough that there's there's enough fall people between him mm-hmm. and um, where the charges can get to. Right. Then yeah, I think ultimately you have to you have to trust the you have to you have to we even when the the legal our legal system is in place and we're constantly talking about the need the need to uphold institutions yes and i'll i mean i i'll accept the results of the Mueller investigation because i think it's been done right with um as with the integrity that we would expect out of that institution i agree so stay tuned yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be crazy next two years yeah all right well that's all i have jake yeah that's pretty much pretty much it you got anything you're good yeah i think i'm good all right well happy birthday enjoy your gifts thank you i will (laughs) let's go see a movie tomorrow yes all right guys thanks for listening um be sure to follow us on our social media accounts check out our pictures Mm -hmm. on instagram twitter and facebook we're mostly active on instagram um so go check it out yep and like like we just said at the beginning i think we should have uh to the republic that episode up on our own twitter our own uh feed here probably within the next day or so yeah i'll probably put it up tonight so it'll be up tomorrow um and yeah check out the check out that episode let us know what you guys think and check back in next week for our next episode all right thank you so much Bye. bye Bow! <laughs> <laughs>
what you mean.